world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard, fear no evil. Get yours today, only at LipstickBodyguard.com. This week on Parents Are Hard To Raise, our favorite crime fighter and elder exploitation super sleuth, Detective Joe Rubicek, is back to give us some arresting, I'm terribly sorry, I just read what's given to me, developments on the current cons, scams and flimflams targeting our seniors. Join 180 million monthly subscribers who can now listen to Parents Are Hard To Raise on Spotify. Welcome to Parents Are Hard To Raise, helping families grow older together without losing their minds. I'm elder care expert Diane Berardi. Long-time listeners will recognize this week's guest as our Parents Are Hard to Raise go-to expert, helping us and our aging parents to stay one step ahead of the crooks and flim-flam artists. Detective Joe Rubicek is a nationally recognized expert criminal investigator of financial exploitation crimes involving the elderly. He's the author of the book Financial Abuse of the Elderly, a detective's case files of exploitation crimes, which became the basis of a new television pilot, Rubicek, written by Joe Forbrich, the actor and writer, known for the film The Taking of Pelham 123. As a detective with the Fort Lauderdale Police Department and Florida State Attorney's Office, he has personally handled over a thousand cases and was part of the original panel that wrote Florida's criminal exploitation law, created in 1995. Joe has used his decades of expertise to develop training programs for law enforcement agencies, financial institutions, and universities. Joe, super sleuth, welcome back to Parents Are Hard to Raise. Hey, Diane, thank you, and thank you for having me back. Well, and, yes, <laughs> we love and thanks for that you. Awesome, yeah, thanks for the awesome introduction, too. Wow. Oh, you're welcome. So it's good to be here, and... Uh, you ready to go? I'm ready to go. So, unfortunately, the number of reports of financial exploitation involving the elderly has grown significantly in the last 10 years, and it's widespread. Crimes are underreported, and our parents can be vulnerable targets, especially if they have cognitive impairment or they need help with activities of daily living. Our parents are living longer. Um, we have change in family structure where children are not maybe nearby. We have uh, so much technology. And our parents can be lonely. They can be isolated. And they're very trusting of others. So we have all these things that play. So I want to ask you one important question that I think probably our listeners may be wondering. What do we do if someone we know or our parent we suspect becomes a victim of financial exploitation? Do we call the police or do we call Adult Protective Services? 
Good question. And I think the uh, good answer is both. You can call either, but I would recommend calling Adult Protective Services first. Unless the matter is urgent, an emergency situation, then definitely it would be a 911 call. Okay. So um, we'll start with that. First, let, if it's okay, I'm going to explain there's a difference uh, between Adult Protective Services and the law enforcement agencies. Perfect. And, okay, good. Adult Protective Services is, um, well, here in the United States, Adult Protective Services is just what it says. It's a government agency uh, designed strictly to provide uh, protection of seniors from uh, neglect, abuse, financial exploitation, uh, even self-abuse. Uh, the agencies are statewide agencies. So each state in our country has their own adult protective services organization or department that, but they all pretty much follow the same rules. So um, what they do basically, what they're designed to do is to provide on-site investigation of reports of abuse, neglect, or exploitation. They then determine the risk factor involved to okay. the victim in the moment, and they provide the necessary emergency services and support. Um, so their job, if you call Adult Protective Services, and it's an emergency response, they call it, especially here in Florida, within 24 hours, they send someone out to the location of the elder that's in danger. Okay. And um, their job is to, well, I'll use Florida as an example. In Florida, by law, they're required to do a joint investigation with law enforcement. So they'll come out and see what the conditions are the elders living in. Right. Um, if it's just, if it's an exploitation case, I rarely have, well, I would say half the time when I'm investigating a financial exploitation, yeah. abuse and neglect is also directly involved. It just goes along with it. I, isolation, all those things. Right. So Adult Protective Services will respond within 24 hours and um, look at all the matters I just told you about. But, this is a big but, Adult Protective Services is not a criminal agency, a criminal investigative agency or a policing agency. So they don't have the authority to arrest someone on the scene if they see something going on. Okay. And that now will bring in law enforcement. That's why law enforcement is so important with these investigations. Uh, a law enforcement officer... Is, it has arrest powers and can arrest someone immediately. If they arrive on the scene and okay. someone needs to go to jail, they're going. Right. And, and I've done it many times. Um, it, a law, if a law enforcement officer like Adult Protective Services believes the elder is in immediate danger of death yeah. or, or great bodily harm, through, through their incapacity, though, um, an example is I had an elderly man in a shack he was down to about 80 pounds. Oh he couldn't gosh. get out of his bed. His medication was on the other side of the cabin. And um, I, I called uh, uh, EMS, the emergency, the ambulance folks. They come by, and the man said, look, thank you. No, I don't want to go to the hospital. I'm fine here. And um, the, the, the first responders on the medical end said, right. well, we can't take him. But that's not true. The law allows law enforcement to say if they believe he doesn't have capacity, right. no, he's, he's going to the hospital whether he wants to go or not. Okay. So, um, yeah, both agencies work together. Now, Adult Protective Services can do things law enforcement can't. They can get immediate access to someone's medical records. <laughs> and you're aware of HIPAA in this country. And right. for, law for law enforcement to get medical records, they have to 
had the prosecutor's office do subpoenas for those records, serve the subpoenas, and it's a time-consuming thing. Right. But Adult Protective Services that day can go and get those access to those medical records by law. Okay. So th- they can do things, and, and for I won't get into the reasons, but for you know valid reasons that you can imagine. So they can be of assistance that way. Right. Um, law enforcement is uh, Adult Protective Services is created to provide support services. So I once went to a um, uh, ALF adult living facility with eight elders and the woman running it was a convicted criminal and she was bringing in the elderly to take their stuff from them. And my my one victim, she took the victim's nurse, uh, excuse me, she took the victim's purse and the victim had capacity. And when the victim went ballistic, she had the victim Baker acted or committed and then went out and impersonated the victim. But oh I handled gosh. that. <laughs> you know, th- this stuff is so common, but the, the I handled the, pro- the situation, but I had an immediate problem. We needed to close down this ALF and provide care to all the other residents. Right. And I'm not equipped for that. So that's where adult protective services can be a saving grace. Right. Yeah, that's, that is what they do do. So um, both the police and adult protective services provide a good, uh, good services. And um, that's it. Now, after the police make an arrest, then the prosecutor's office takes over. Uh, and that's the next, next level of what happens. You can certainly see why the two... Uh, agencies really do need to work hand in hand because you don't, yeah. you don't realize what one can do and can't do. Right, exactly. And one, people are confused sometimes because one is they don't understand that an APS or Adult Protective Services investigator doesn't have the authority to arrest anybody. Right. You know, they can do their own little investigation and present that to the prosecutor in the future. But but they can't, oh, they can't kick the door down. And I've done that. And police <laughs> officers helping me have kicked the door down, uh, you know, but when we thought it was necessary. So in that instance where you were talking about that gentleman, how did you get to the home? You know, was there a call from a neighbor or? Let me think on that one. The woman, I remember her because she was a retired male lady, mailman. And despite that, she had no her short term memory was shot pretty much, but not totally. But she was able to give the address of any location you named. Um, she was she had a temper problem because someone committed her and took her purse and no one believed her. Oh, that was at the hospital called me. Ah. They, uh, when they Baker acted it. Uh, that they called me. The our culprit in that a lot of these we've talked about this before. The culprits are often sociopaths or right. psychopaths. So our culprit in this one was uh, a female in her thirties or twenties and a former employee of Adult Protective Services. Believe oh, it or not, you're kidding. And, um, yeah, and what she did also was report her driver's license stolen and claimed that someone impersonating her. Uh, you know, use this elderly woman's checks and credit cards, et cetera. So um, th- this is what alarms me. At 35 years, is the elderly who are disabled and alone are like children not being watched and are that vulnerable. And sociopaths do what they do, and they love this because th- there's a smaller chance of getting caught, and they have no conscience, and, um, you know, they can behave that way. So I stress so much to um, people out there with elders and people right. they care about, just simply letting it be known that they're watching, that, that this elder has a relative who's watching. 
um, really makes a big difference. Because if you were if you were a sociopath, are you going to? It would discourage you or tell you to go look look for another victim, right? Because this one has people watching. So. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. And you know what's amazing is financial exploitation can be from family, strangers, or professionals. That's what's so scary, and yeah. so it just boggles your mind. It really, it really does. And financial institutions, they'll churn. Someone with assets, uh, an elder with assets, they'll they'll churn those assets, trading on the exchange, things like that. You know. Yeah. Um, so. We're going to continue talking to Detective Joseph Rubchek, but first, I want to tell you something. If you're a woman or there's a woman in your life, there's something you absolutely need to know. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day, she was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless-looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful, man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. You're listening to Parents Are Hard to Raise. Now, thanks to you, the number one elder care talk show on planet Earth. Listen to this and other episodes on demand using the iHeartRadio app. iPhone users can listen on Apple Podcasts and Android users on Google Podcasts. Want a great new way to listen to the show? Have an Amazon Echo or Dot? Just say, Alexa, play Parents Are Hard to Raise podcast. Getting the latest episode of Parents Are Hard to Raise. Here it is from iHeartRadio. It's as simple as that. You're right, Dolly. There are so many really cool new ways to listen to our show. It's hard to keep track. You can join the 180 million listeners on Spotify. You can listen in your car, at the gym, or pretty much anywhere on your smartphone with Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. You can get us on Apple TV, DirecTV, Roku, and like Dolly said, you can even ask Alexa to play the show for you. It's great, because you don't have to be tied to a radio anymore. You can listen when you want, where you want, for as long as you want. 
And if you're listening to the show in one of these new ways, please do me a big favor. Please share this new technology. Help someone else learn about the show and show them a new way to listen. So, Joe, with all your um, experience, if you can share with us, what do you do to protect yourself? Okay. To start off with, some of these things sound unusual, but I've been an economic crimes detective for 35 years. So, um, okay. Oh, I know. I'll start off with the, uh, okay, this will be referenced to the Internet. My um, computer and my cell phone. I always keep my antivirus software up to date, and I take that seriously. And the reason is those um, people out there that are trying to get into your computer, usually nowadays because of technology, they're not sitting there focusing on, on you, on your laptop. They have computer programs that do that by the thousands. So, and there's ways to see if the uh, antivirus software is working or not. So it really is of of good value to keep your antivirus software up to date on your laptop. Um, I change my email and my account passwords on a regular basis. Usually for me, it's monthly. Really? Email is Mm -hmm. very important. Now, your email password is very important because if someone gets into your email and say uh, it's Yahoo, a person, you can call into Yahoo and with some basic information, get into a person's account. You know, get get a new password sent, the option to create it. Once you get into a person's email account, you can go to their deleted emails and find out where they bank, find out so much about the person. Ah, you're right. And the person doesn't even know that you're there. The victim doesn't even know you're there. So uh, change passwords on a regular basis. And I know this is inconvenient, but don't use the same password for everything you have because a lot of people do that, and the bad guys know that. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, that could be not good. Uh, phishing, those are those emails that, that those dangerous emails that may come from your bank telling you to click on the link yes. to get into your account to correct something. <laughs> I, I never click on that link ever. I always go outside. I already have a link for my bank and I go in that way. Um, and phishing is so effective because that those are those phony emails that, that draw you in, they just want you to click on the link for whatever reason. They're so effective, you have no way of knowing if you're really going into your account or not. And, of course, they do that. All they want is your sign-in name and your password. Huh. You usually know you've been fished or right. you're in trouble yeah. when, when you do it and you don't go into your account. You know, I got a text the other day from one of my credit cards, and it said, um, we think there's um, a fraudulent charge. Go to this link. And so I'm like, hmm. And and so I call the credit card company, and they go, no, that wasn't from us. They wanted you to go on that link, you know. And then I'm like, that's ridiculous. (laughs) On my phone, I have an iPhone, and I got a notification from Apple. An email telling, thanking me for my $700 purchase of some iPhone device. <laughs> and they wanted me to click to get into my store. And, you know, I, I know, but that's so convincing, you know. Yeah, sure. So, and, and I could um, see, I could see like my mom, you know, doing that, <laughs> you know, saying, yes. oh, okay, the computer told me. <laughs> right, yeah. So um, that's a little work. I know that's a little tough if you have an elder. Yeah. That's a little on the slower side, but another great reason to have different uh, passwords, you know, for different things. And um, another thing is most of us don't think of this. Well, many don't. Don't accept friend requests on your Facebook, 
or um, on any social account you have from someone you don't know, period. Don't huh. do it. Um, they By getting into your account, they, through Facebook, they could get something as simple as your email address. And they can do so much with that. I already told you how. Yes. So match that with the name, email. You, it's powerful. You can do a lot, a lot of damage. You know, I get, I get a lot of friend requests, and it's people I don't know. Yes. I mean, I, and I'm like, who are you? Know, is it someone I don't? I, you know, that's. Yes. And for me, it's not a tough one. Yeah, Diane, I'm 61. I live in South Florida. I'll get a friend, a friend request from a 23-year-old woman in a bikini from Idaho. <laughs> and we have no mutual friends, so that's not a tough one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I know. So, <laughs> so, All right, well. <laughs> um, anyway, so what, what I do is my basic rule. You know, of course, I look for mutual friends on Facebook. That helps to confirm yeah. you know, things. And, uh, another thing is I don't do is, and a lot of the businesses want you to, um, but I don't, is store my credit card information inside any app with any entity. So whether it's Fandango, that you're in the U.S., you know, to buy movies or whatever, yeah. I take the time to enter that information huh. for each purchase. And, um, of course, if someone does buys tickets, I had, I'm in Florida on my way to the movies here. I got a notification that on Fandango in Pasadena, California, someone just bought two tickets for a movie under me, thanking me or, you know, <laughs> giving me the receipt for it. And it, yeah, and it can be fixed, but you know, it's just easier. I keep my credit card information to myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was, we, I was trying to get my dad, you know, to buy some of this stuff on Amazon, you know, because, uh, for my mom, you know, who, who, uh, recently ha has been ill. And so yeah. she needs, you know, certain things right away. And he, he is very reluctant to give anyone his credit card, you know, and putting that on, you yeah. know, and, and, and he's, smart to do that you know but i you know i said well everyone orders from amazon it's a very reputable company you know if there's something that happens or well somebody could sure. take my credit card number and you know and 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 i said to him you know i mean he's right but i said but dad you know we do need certain things well she might not need this right away <laughs> you know trying to get him to get prime you know i'm like well you know i'm like well you know it's delivered the next day well some and he goes he worry, yeah. worries about everything well what do you mean they leave it on the front porch i'm like yeah well, what if we're not home i'm like i'm like well someone could steal it i'm like i don't know if they're going to steal a shower chair but you you know you're you're have you had anything stolen from the front porch <laughs> yet, you know? no right. but i mean but he's probably right you know but i'm saying to him well you know i got a call the other day someone had my debit card from an account that i haven't used and i can't tell you how long they had my number so i right. said dad is they're gonna do it but you know he's He's got a point, I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I know it does. The technology <laughs> is amazing, too. And I've had credit cards I don't even use, you know, with charges on them. So it's pretty amazing. But this provides me with an opportunity um, to bring this up. When reporting fraud to a financial institution uh -huh. or a credit card company, which is what we're talking about, right. they're re required by federal law to replace the money. With two exceptions, oh, everyone should okay. keep this in mind. Yeah. One is uh, carelessness. So uh, if you, the victim was careless and they report that, it's within their report, the financial institution will refuse to replace the money. Uh, I say Diane, I lent Diane my ATM card and she was only supposed to 
take $50 out and she took 500 and they'll say, no, well, you're out of luck. You should not have lent it to her. Or I left my card out. So carelessness is one reason huh. they don't replace okay. it. And the second one is when there's an unreasonable time delay. So if I go to report uh, something that happened in uh, October to, to my bank, they're going to say, no, that was too, you know, yeah. that was too long ago. Okay. So when reporting, if, if reporting, I make sure I stay away from those two areas. Um, people don't know little things like this. Uh, oh, this is something I do. I obtained a, a low uh, credit, credit card with only a $300 credit limit. And normally people with bad credit apply for those. That's the, ma- you know, the maximum amount. I won't name the bank, but there are banks that will only give you a credit card and they're not prepaid, they're regular cards, right. but with a very low available. The benefit of that is when I go into a store or I'm in a neighborhood and I just don't feel good yeah. about what's going on, I use that card. And if there's going to be fraud, I, you know, I know it's, it's going to be minimized right. by, by the minimum available balance. Um, some people might say, well, if you do that, it might lower your credit by getting a card, a low, you know, balance card like that. And bottom line is that isn't true. Um, even if there is a, a difference of a few points in your credit score, it'll float right back up the next month. Right. So, yeah, so you can do that. And an elder, let them have the credit card if they want it. And you know there's a limit to the damage that can be done. Very interesting. So, yeah, great point. Yeah. Uh, other little things in my life. Um, I know we don't use them much, post-dated checks. I never accept a post-dated check from someone because I'm extending credit when I accept a post-dated check, so it becomes a civil matter. So if someone pulls one on me, I can't go to the police uh, for an economic crime. Then hmm. I have to pursue it civilly. And many people don't know that. No, right. Um, other things, oh, home improvement, because I've, I've seen so many victims, and I won't pay more than 10% in upfront money for home improvement for materials and things because the, uh, the scammers can get away with taking 30, 40, 50%, yeah. not even coming back and claiming that they're bad business people, you know, they, and it, that keeps it a civil matter and you can't go to the police. So, yeah, yeah. those are big problems you hear about home improvement, ringing your doorbell and saying, oh, I noticed your roof, you know, needs repair, that type of thing. And, that type, you know, an elderly person will maybe let them in, you know, and, and uh, give them 50% yeah. of the job, you know, or pay them in full before. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I know uh, the, uh, with the kitchens, it happens a lot. Someone can come in for a, home, a contractor uh-huh. and take uh, $15,000 for, uh, say, a $25,000 kitchen improvement job. And just never come back. And the victim has to know they have to pursue it civilly. Law enforcement won't handle it. Um, so there's an exception to that, and that's where you have multiple victims and you can prove it. Right. But that one case by itself, not much you can do. And, you know, these poor people, and then they have to hire an attorney. Right. There's just so many ramifications of financial exploitation. Yeah, it's a, a financial exploitation is a trillion-dollar worldwide crime. That's uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. It, it is. It's so sad. Joe, our time goes so quickly. Thank you so much for being here, and you know you're our go-to expert, so you'll be back. Thank you, and thank <laughs> you for having me. Thank, thank you. So you. Much. I hope you got something out of this episode. 
I know I did. Episode 96. I love getting your emails and questions, so please keep sending them. You can reach me at Diane at ParentsAreHardToRaise.org or just click the green button on our homepage. Parents Are Hard to Raise is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Our New York producer is Joshua Green. Our broadcast engineer is Well Gambino. And from our London studios, the melodic voice of our announcer, Miss Dolly D. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time, may you forget everything you don't want to remember. And remember everything you don't want to forget. See you again next week. Thank you.